Man, welcome back to Stream of Thought. We're on the 4-4 for the big 3-0. 4-4 for the big 3-0, meaning episode 44, and Ricks is 30 today. Yeah, getting way too old for this shit. Happy birthday! And we start off by talking about Victor's pants, of all things, and yeah. the <laughs> the challenges of finding somebody who's not going to completely destroy your pants. Alterations is completely appropriate, but it's not done in the traditional sense, so get a listen for that. And then we twist and turn through the conversation to come to, where do, where do we go next I in that? I recall, you took the reins on that. We uh, we covered jury duty for a little bit. Oh, yeah, bit jury duty. And talked about the experience. I Victor's never served on jury duty. This was my first time serving on jury duty. What was it like? It was it was an interesting experience, I would say. And then we sort of wiggle into some, some shadier topics. We talk about... Kind of just like what's been going on in the country. Well, yeah, but I mean, we follow that trajectory of morality where oh, right, we talk about right, the legal system right, and then right. this transition into... Some of the the Me Too stuff that's been going on, which is, uh, wow, fast, powerful, um, really worth a listen. So episode number 44, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. If anything, just listen for my birthday. Happy birthday! Thanks, man. The big three zero. The big three zero. And I don't know how I feel about that. So, what did you do today? Today, so today it was a pretty chill day, I have to say, yeah. for for a Sunday. Ended up uh, getting up, getting up kind of early, going back to bed for a couple hours. Finally, actually getting up at around ten o'clock, mm-hmm. spending time with the family, and then ended up uh, mowing the lawn, getting all okay. those leaves up. Sense of accomplishment. Listen to the Monday, uh, Sunday morning talk shows on my podcast, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty nice. And then ended up just getting back from dinner at B Dubs. Nice, some fried pickles, mozzarella sticks, boneless oh. wings. Oh, it's been a while since I've had B Dubs. So I've been waiting for this day for a, for several months now. You've been waiting for this day, and the reason for that is because I have something for you. Oh, now when I got this, I. I thought of you, and I was like, oh, this would be a, a nice little gift for Ricks. And I hadn't really needed it, because I got this for myself, too. And then the other day, I ran out, and I almost thought to myself, like, well, I can just dip into this. I'm like, no, you're only a few days away from Ricks' birthday. Don't fuck this up, Vic. <laughs> but this is something that we talked about um, in one of our first few uh, first few episodes, I want to say, like, I, for some reason, I just think of episode five. Uh-huh. I don't know why. But. Oh, that is freaking hilarious. This is uh, some awesome, uh, cool tech, tech gear running socks. These are the best athletic socks you will ever wear. And the reason that I got you those, uh, for people who don't <laughs> understand, is because in one of the first few episodes, one of the things that you mentioned were your disintegrating disintegrating socks. Yeah. And um and them just got one of those falling, disintegrating socks on right now. Disintegrating socks and they were um falling apart and everything and 
I remember like these guys that I wear. I somehow came across them. That is awesome. Oh my goodness. really awesome because you can wear this them. This is the, so cool. You can wear them the entire day and your feet are dry when you take the socks off. And what what is this orange mesh stuff? I don't know. So the mesh is new. When I went back there to buy another pair for myself, they started including this in the socks. It's just like this little bag. Yeah. Like drawstring little, bag. Little tote bag. But these are, no joke, the softest, most comfortable athletic socks you will ever wear they're super breathable and like i said they keep your feet dry all day long oh my goodness and the other day i was out of socks these <laughs> i was out of socks and i almost thought to myself well just should i do laundry see if you could sneak out a pair just sneak out a pair yeah like, no hold on to it oh you thank you on. man you know you know you know the <laughs> desires of my heart so well Wow, that seriously but, is such a meaningful dude, gift. Thank you. Trust me, these socks are going to change your life. Wow, yeah, this is this is awesome. You're gonna, you can you can never dude, have too put many socks. On, and put a pair on right, right now. You know, put what? a pair on right we'll now, and goes. then I want you to talk about it on the next episode. <laughs> all right, all right. And then um, the other thing I want to mention because you just jogged my memory, I have something else in this bag for us to discuss. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll bring that out in a minute. <laughs> oh man, this is but like the mystery. You mentioned when you had you mowed your lawn today. I was driving home today from work and i see this like figure moving at the corner when i'm driving up and i'm like what the hell is this i'm like what is this guy doing this guy is doing yard work and it's completely dark outside oh, and man. it's like 30 degrees outside right yeah yeah so i'm like what the hell and i see like a light and i'm like is that a flashlight no this motherfucker is putting like leaves or grass into like a, a paper yard bag yeah and then i see as i'm turning the corner the light are like these headlights on his lawnmower. Are you mowing your fucking lawn in the middle of the... Well, not in the middle of the night, but is it completely dark outside? <laughs> taking it, taking like, it off-roading a little bit? What is this guy bit? doing? It's like, what? what? And then I realized, oh, it is... Like, it's only 5.30. This would be a completely acceptable... Yeah, under normal in the summer you know, or something summer like that. Something Absolutely. Like that. I just thought, it was so jarring. I'm just like, what is this guy doing? And the most thing... The thing that I found the weirdest... Was they sell lawnmowers with headlights on them? What? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a snowblowers. I understand lawnmowers. I think so. I mean, why not? This guy's really. taking yard work to a, to a new level, dude. That's some dedication right there I to mean, your to your yard gear. Yeah, if you're going to be doing it at uh, after the sun sunsets. Right. Well, dude. I mean, well, you you know how big of a yard. I have to mow. Yes. It's like three quarters of an acre, and I all I have is a push mower. So when the leaves come down like it did today, you got to do two two rows back and forth yeah. to get the leaves up, and it probably took me about two and a half hours to, wow. to end up doing it. But these socks are awesome, by the way. Right? They are so com- they are they are so comfortable. I was waiting for a break. Yeah, they get he, this better. is nice, man. I am I am so excited to take these out for a, a test run. Yeah, absolutely. What I would do is. Um, like only maybe wear two pairs and save one pair for when like these ones start mm. getting like older and then put on like a nice fresh pair. I got to find a good place to store them so that they don't disappear cuz I feel as though I always set they a couple of I, yeah, about this. exactly. No, but even when I set a new pair, get a new pair, I'll set a pair to a side and those will disappear somehow. Mm-hmm. I'll never wear them, but they'll just be gone. These, it's the craziest these thing. These things are constantly I think at Coles on Butterfield and Finley, like, buy one, get one half off. Wow. Like, all the time. Wow. Well, thank you, nice Victor. Drawstring that bag. Is, you can throw some rocks in there. Yeah, in the yeah man. I can, like that one year. <laughs> that's right. 
Um, wow. But yeah. That is too nice, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the other thing that I have on my mind now, okay, so I went to the cleaners the other day for them to do some stitching on my pants. Now, the <laughs> pants that I have, they had, I, one pair, I had gotten like a, uh, a rip in the back, yeah. right above the pocket, and I got it fixed, and I'm going to show this to you. So this is the stitching of the first pair of pants. Looks, I, and, and I'll tell you, I was completely satisfied that the, with the work that was done, Okay. There was a hole there. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I tried patching it up. It didn't work. But mm. you can see, like, that's totally acceptable. It's discreet. Yeah. Yes. It's discreet. And you can you can tell it's a little more durable. And that's the inside. Oh, okay. Totally yeah, yeah. And even, I will say, because this is the back above the left pocket. So above my butt. <laughs> even if it were on the front... I would still go. I would still go out in public. It, with those it looks pants. like maybe you just rubbed a stone across right? it or something like that. I would just still a little, go out in fray. public with those pants. Yes, absolutely. Now, what does that tell you about the next pair of pants? It means we're in for a treat. Yes, it means we're in for a treat. If I said I would go out in public with those pants, it means these pants I would not go out in public with. <laughs> now, these pants I use pretty much all the time for just. Now, these pants that both I have are Old Navy. They can be worn. Anywhere, right? I pretty much just use this one pair for the one that I'm about to show you up next only for work because I just got so fucked up. So yeah. I can't really wear these out anymore. And now they're even more fucked up. So same thing. Now keep in mind, this is a different place because I went back to the place that I got the first pair done and they're like, oh, we don't do this anymore. I'm like, really? How how long was the uh, time months, difference? A few months. Wow, so they stopped doing it yeah. in that period. Huh. So I go to none other than Organic Cleaners at Pickwick Plaza, right next door to my favorite dentist office. Not. Okay. <laughs> Is this the one on Roosevelt? Yeah. By the Bennies. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what I'm about to show you might scare or, eh, I tried to say scare and startle at the same time. Scare you. Okay. Startled. So I'm going to show this to you again. Yep. All right. Uh and if you could just go ahead and describe describe that so it paints a picture for our listeners. This is the first pair of pants again. Yeah, first pair. You've got you've got what looks like a kind of a hole that ended up forming, but it's stitched up really well. It's stitched up in a way that really it looks like if you had if you had you know, jean material yeah. and rubbed a stone on it. It looks like it's a little bit frayed. Like maybe you you slid on your butt something. Right. But totally unnoticeable. The gray gray threads blend in with the the gray color. Yep. It's very very indiscreet, and it's very well done. Okay. Durable. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about this. I'm just going to show it to you. Just start talking. Just start talking. Just start talking. Uh, So what I'm seeing right now is I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at. If a clown was a person that worked at a dry cleaners, this is what... This looks like uh, the inventors of Candyland decided to go into patching because it's just a maze design that's probably the size of my palm for a... Looks like what a hole about the size of two pennies. Yes. And uh, they decided to make a patch the size of about ten times the size. So what we have here is Holy cow. just ridiculous. So the best way to describe it is in the center, 
is the in the center. You can see it's a similar. It is the the exact same almost as the first pair, which would be indiscreet in itself with the stitching. But then coming out of it, but then coming out of it, if you were to, for example, okay, the best way for it to to be described without using too many words, it's like one of those old fashioned lollipops. You know what I'm saying? Where like if you were to, uh, where it's like one piece curled together. You know, like um, this motion. I don't. know The how easiest way to describe okay. it is yeah, a, as, a, as, yeah. a, as a children's map, yes. like uh, like a map that they have where it's it's just a spiral inward. It's a it's massive. A square, it's a square spiral inward. It's like if if you're playing the game Snake and you have like one. It's the longest it could be on the cell phone, and you have one piece of food in the center, and the snake is so damn long, you have to go on the the outside borders. Oh yes, go, when you have to, to continue to work your way inward. Yeah. That is what this looks like. So it's about it's about maybe an inch and a half by a quarter of an inch. Same exact patch. size as this first patch. And they extended the patch to about five inches by three and a half inches. Correct. So it's literally maybe ten times the size of what the actual original hole right? looks like. I don't understand why they felt the need to do that. Because if you look on the inside... Oh. Why? Oh, are you kidding why me? Why do you need to do... All you need to do is just cover that half inch to inch by quarter inch. There is no need to make it look like some fucking ancient civilization rock <laughs> pattern that you yeah. can see from the airplane. You I don't know, know how... I, I mean, realistically... I and there's two of them. And yeah. there's fucking two of them. Yes, there's there's a second one that's even smaller, but the patch itself is probably larger. <laughs> yeah. Because this second one is a half an inch by a half an inch, and the patch is probably about five by five. Yep, that's insane. There's, that is insane. I mean, really, I looking at this, I don't know how somebody who's patching this would expect anybody to wear this material. Nope. This is I could do better than this. Nope. I could right? I could seriously I stitch this up better. How, how much did it cost you? Did I was about to tell you how much do you think it cost. <laughs> What's the place called? Organic. Some patching or something like that. Plaza, yeah. Uh, I would guess it cost you $35. Ooh, that is a good guess. It cost $24. $24? So going into this, I thought, I'll totally pay that. If I I expect, I made the assumption that it would be just like this. Yeah. And that's totally fine with me. I could have bought a brand new pair of pants for that price. Yes, yeah. You could and with the yeah you definitely because these I mean Old Navy has make like they make any excuse to have a sale which is I think I got these two for probably twenty five bucks or like bought one for thirty bought the other for fifteen or some shit like that I mean I have to tell you man if these were my pants I would be infuriated yeah. I I really would go back and say what is this you ruined my pants I mean they were kind of acceptable when they had the hole in them but you just totally destroyed my pants see and that side of me is non confrontational in that manner. Which is weird because yeah. I can be very confrontational in certain instances, but in others, I'm I'm just I just hold my tongue and I don't care to make a big deal out of certain things. But others, I'll totally make a big deal out of little things. Yeah, when people are being dumbasses or something like that. But um, yeah, so that's what happened. And I thought to myself, oh, because when they give this to you, they're in the they're on the hanger and they got the plastic over them, right? So yeah. like, I'm not gonna be an asshole and like inspect this, you know what I'm saying, in front of them. I bring it home, I look at it, and I thought to myself at first, like, well, they're just work pants. And then I thought, no, I have, no, I, you can't, I'm, not you even can't wear these, those. I'm not even wearing these at work. It looks so ridiculous. Yeah. It looks like you have tattoos on your pants. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, I don't think they're big enough. 
I wonder if they, I mean, I don't think they would have an Instagram account, but if I take a picture and just bitch about this. You should do that. You know? Why not? I'll put it on Yelp. Yeah, I'm going to do that for sure. Absolutely. Well, and my attitude is it's important to be able to give a review about something like that because you want other people to avoid having to walk into the same situation because if that's the way that they're patching all their pants, that's totally unacceptable. Yeah. There's no way they should still be in business if that's their, their model of repairing. I mean, that's that is absurd. That truly is absurd. I've never seen anything like that. And I, I prepaid because you get like five dollars or twenty percent off, or I don't know what it is if you just prepay before. That's you, where they get yeah. And had I uh, not prepaid, I probably would have. Well, I still wouldn't have inspected the pants. But now you know what though. Lesson learned. Learning experience. Yep, Absolutely. Learning experience. But wow, twenty four dollars. Yeah. You could have bought another pair of pants, that exact right. type. I'll go on Yelp and take a picture and uh, just be like, what the hell is this? Yeah, what is this? What are you guys doing? And sometimes good or uh, good companies will actually respond to people on Yelp and try to resolve their issues. Mm-hmm. But you'll find out pretty quickly because there are other bad businesses that go on and attack Yelp, Yelpers and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is state of the art. Yeah. And it's just like. I can't fucking wear this. Yeah. Totally unacceptable. Wow. That happened last week. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's quite the show and tell, man. <laughs> show and tell. Indeed. So how, how, was your, uh, how was your third performance? Was there a, a change from, this, right? from okay. yesterday? So third performance was yesterday. So we had night. the first performance, which was, you thought was pretty favorable. People were laughing. Yeah. That sort of thing. Last week... Kind of, kind of on ice. The audience wasn't yeah. wasn't buying it, and you the guys were wondering what was going on this week. What what was the was there a happy middle or it was better? Yeah, was it- yeah, it was it was way better, uh, way more audience response, and uh, it was a good show. Was it? Yeah, people it, pe- were people laughing at unusual points. No, or, or they were was laughing it, was where it down they to, okay. and everything. And so everything was having a good time, and I um I it's weird because I go up. And my scene starts and the light goes on and I'm like, don't fuck this up. Only say half the line. Only say half the line. Because remember how last time I'm supposed to share this line with my scene partner. The light goes up and I say my line. And for some reason, I don't know why, like, I deliver the first line and that's fine. And then I have the little monologues in between, remember? For some reason during those monologues, my heart was just beating out of my chest. I was so nervous. Really? I was like I was the first show, I was pretty nervous because it was like my first time doing a show. Yeah. The second show, I was like I was fine. You know, I had a little a little bit not like uh, not really nervous, was like okay, second one like and it was just totally cool. This time I'm just like and I don't know why I don't know why I know all the lines yeah but when I'm up there I'm thinking of like don't fuck this up I don't I don't know why that happened overthinking yeah I mean I don't know why that happened but it was cool I got I got all the lines out and everything that I was supposed to and I hit the marks and everything and the performance was fine but for some weird reason I was just like more anxious than I was the first time doing it yeah that can totally happen. Um, but yeah, good show. And then it was funny because, uh, of course, any opportunity to talk about pretty girls, I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm standing, oh my uh, in the skybox when you walk in, you see, you know, there's a wall when you walk in and then you either go to the left or the right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So 
I'm behind that wall with some people because there's not enough room backstage when we all come out as okay. each, each scene yeah. to, you know, shake or hold hands and bow and everything. And so I'm standing there and there's this employee uh, who's wearing a second city shirt and she's sitting there. I don't know why she was sitting there. I don't know if, like, maybe she was the stage manager or if she was just had some time to kill and just walked in to see I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why she was yeah. in there. But she was so pretty. She was <laughs> so, so pretty. Mm. But the good news is, well, then I had to go up. and Because um, I, I saw her there while the last scene was going on. But I can't just, like, go up and talk to her while the middle of the scene is going on. You know what I'm saying? And then it's over. And then the people start coming on each scene to to bow and then I go up and then we go backstage and then I didn't see her anywhere. But the good news is I'm at Second City enough times where I maybe I'll run into her. It's again inevitable. And say, Small community. You were at my show. Hey you. Yeah. But I just had to get off that get that off my chest. <laughs> totally so understandable. Was pretty girl. But yeah, the show went well and hung out afterwards for like forty five minutes and then went home. Call it a night. Yeah. Nice. So we didn't get a chance to talk because we spent so much time on the last episode about my courtroom uh, shenanigans, let's yeah. say. Uh, I had jury duty two days later. So I had my court case on Monday. Yeah, tell me about And then I had that. jury duty on Wednesday. Tell me about jury duty. Jury duty was interesting. Okay. So you've never been to jury duty, right? Never had that. You've nope. never, you Hope know, I you've never, never have to called. do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's all in the in the luck of the cards, right? And uh, And so... I, I got this a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, okay, cool, like interesting. But then, of course, the day arrives and it's raining like crap mm-hmm. out, and I got I have to bike to the courthouse, which is approximately six miles away. Okay, and so I have to go through this, you know, pouring rain and all that. So that that was not fun. But ended up getting there, and I have to say though, there was a there was a weird, maybe it was a good maybe half an hour where I was just. Just reflecting on the irony of the situation <laughs> that I was walking into. You know, for the past two years, I've had all these legal issues. I've been on the receiving end of the butt of justice time and time again. And I have been I have been the one who the law has frowned upon. And, uh, and so we come to this point where I've gone from an object of the law to an agent of the law. As a member, as a potential prospective juror. Uh, I walk in there, I'm able to bring my phone in, able to, you know, walk freely around. It's just the sense of you are the, you are one of the good guys. You walk in and people see that jury, juror badge on you and they're like, Oh, hi, how's it going? Smiles and smiles and handshakes all around. You know, people, the people who work at the courthouse, so polite to jurors, so nice to jurors. And it was such a different experience. It was such a, a radical transformation of the experience that it was like, Wow. I mean, this is this is surreal. This is surreal of all the negative experiences I've had at that fucking courthouse <laughs> these past two and a half years to to go in and be like, this is the culmination of everything where the tables have turned. You know, I've yeah. I, I've been working my own recovery program to live a better, uh, more authentic and good life. And it's just crazy how you have those moments of realization, like, look how far I've come in this period of time. And just an appreciation, I mean, and for me, it's an appreciation, like a thankfulness to to God for mm-hmm. me 
of just giving me the op- this opportunity for redemption. And so, like, it's something that I never would have thought possible to even come to that point where I look forward to jury duty. It's yeah. like, this is, a, this is a cool thing. And so we get there and – or I get there and I'm, I'm, I'm on time. I'm, I'm actually on time. And we're supposed to check in at 9.15. They lock the doors at 9.30. I'm there like 9.14. So I'm there early. Check in. And the jury, it's, what's it called? The jury commission. It's this huge room. And I don't know if you know much about the the courthouse, but it's uh, a bunch of rectangular buildings around a a campus area. But there's one area where it overlooks the kind of pond lake Mm -hmm. little thing overlooking the courthouse. And it's very nice. It's, it's very well furnished. They have outlet power outlets all over the place. Well, free, free pop and coffee. Nice. Um, they don't have snacks. You have to pay for food yourself, but, uh, plus, plus chairs, TVs all over the place. Um, workstations, basically anything that you could possibly need. And it's just, it's, it was a very nice, comfortable ambient and walk in like, oh, cool. Well, uh, I texted my sister because she had had jury duty maybe a month ago. Like, how long How long does it last? How long does jury duty last? How long would you think jury duty? You walk in, you say whether or not you get selected. Let's say you don't get selected for a jury, for uh, sitting on a jury. You get in at 9.15. How, off of your initial impression, how long do you think that you should Just, this is for the selection process? Yeah, I mean, you get called to jury duty and... You figure you have one of two outcomes, right? You're either selected for a jury in which you're probably there all day, right? And for the next couple of days or however long yeah. the case lasts. Or you're not and you're dismissed. And you're so, saying if you're not. So you're waiting. So, to- so I'm thinking with my own – as a former pastor, first of all, with my – I'm just going to say six hours. Six hours. Yeah, it was about it was about seven hours. Wow. Yeah, of literally doing nothing. And so here's here's how it went. So you check in at 9.30 – the TVs all across, all all around the area, go on, and they're like, "We have this instructional video for you," and it's it's this video that's made in like the 1970s. It's still it's still in the box frame, oh, so the it's four it's three ratio, the, the four three ratio, yeah. and it's got this patriotic like music behind it, like. You are you are you are participating in you are about to participate in one of the greatest democratic processes this country has to offer. Yeah. You should be excited about jury duty because this is one of the coolest things that we have in this country. And it shows this man, this smiling man walking in, handing his jury badge yeah. to to the person to, to the person at the counter, sitting down and being like, "I'm ready." And and so it goes through the process of what to expect and all that. Everyone's smiling, and the judge, the judge before the bench trial, is just smiling, pointing, you know, gesturing, over mm-hmm. over exaggerating gestures to the yeah. jury. It's very melodramatic, uh, you know, instructional video that you might have in, in driver's ed or mm-hmm. something like that. And that finishes, and then they say, "How long was that video?" The video that video was maybe about fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. and yeah, so it wasn't a super long video. And they finish with that. And then they start calling numbers, and they say, if, if you we call your jury number, come and line up to the front. And so they call the first wave, and I'm called in that first wave. My, my number is, is up. There's maybe a dozen. Uh, no, there's 16 of us who end up going up there. And I'm like, oh, wow, jury is 12 people, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's only four people who are going to be dismissed unless they do an alternate. So maybe three people that don't end up becoming jury members. 
that's weird. I mean, that seems like a small amount of people to, you know, to, to interview for jury. I, I would have assumed there would be 30 people and, and they wade through and, uh-huh. and do that. So they take us to the courtroom, which ironically is the courtroom right across from the one that I had to deal with <laughs> for the longest time. So that was also one of those moments of just like, wow, this is, this is very weird. And we get in and the judge explains, we're only selecting six of you for the jury. So it was a six-person jury with one alternate, which I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently that's a thing. I don't really follow it too closely. But they uh, – you have to fill out this bio form that basically answers questions like, do you have any relatives or are you yourself or have ever been – uh, a member of law enforcement. Are you have, left-handed? Are, yes. Have, you're out of here. <laughs> you're you're out of here. And it's just question. You know, questions yeah. like: Have you ever been convicted of crime? Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Have you ever known someone to be a victim of a crime? So it's just like check yes or no. Have you ever but, had sex in exchange for drugs or money? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like on the blood test. Yeah. On the blood. Uh, donation oh, I, yeah. I haven't okay. donated blood in years. And I'm thinking to myself, I basically checked yes for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, you know, I know someone who's been the victim of a crime. I've <laughs> I've committed a crime as a you know like yeah, that sort of I've thing. I've been so a victim of I've a been, crime. I've been I a have victim. committed I've crimes. Committed, I have committed crimes. <laughs> I know people in law enforcement. I so I was like yes, 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 I yes, know, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is going to be so uncomfortable because they call it the first six people, and the judge reads them the sort of standard questions. Do you believe that you can be impartial? Do you will you not regard the testimony of a police officer any higher than that of a normal person? Which the correct answer is yes. You should not elevate the word of a police officer above that of anyone else. You should be equally skeptical mm-hmm. of a police officer as you are of any other person who testifies. And so they the judge reads through the questions of the first group of six jurors who are sitting there, and that takes probably a good forty five minutes. 45 minutes to, to ask wow. every single one of those questions. Uh, there were maybe six questions that were asked repeatedly to each of the six jurors. And so each juror took maybe 10 minutes to get through, oh, eight wow. to 10 minutes to get okay. through. Yeah. And then the prosecution gets up and is allowed to ask personal questions mm-hmm. about each of the jurors. Like, oh, I see that you checked that you were a victim of a crime. What happened? Or I see you committed a crime. What happened? And – it was they were very invasive questions mm-hmm. and the uh, pro, the prosecuting attorney oh by the way both both of the prosecutors and both of the defense attorneys were women it was it was a uh, litigation team of all women okay. which was kind of cool to, was to the see the judge a woman the judge was a man okay. uh, with a crazy long beard <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of cool and and so they're asking these questions but the pro, the prosecuting attorney who's asking the questions is just so unsympathetic like oh so you you have three kids it's like yeah uh, it's like well what do they do now it's like law school you know teacher professor oh you must be really proud of them and just like this sort of monotone like i'm trying to pretend to empathize with you but i really don't care i'm just looking for answers to uh-huh. my questions yeah it's like don't even pretend to be friendly if all you're doing is going to be a fake yeah you know person and they get through that. Then the prosecution strikes three of those six people and they call up another three people, have to go through the same thing again. So that's another 20 minutes of the judge's questions and then another 20 minutes of the prosecution's questions. Okay. And then they – one of those three alternates that come – this is when it starts to get really weird. Yeah. One of the – the first one who comes up 
or okay, so of of the three alternates who come up, everyone's pretty normal. They get to the last guy, and the judge asks them the question, "Do you believe that you can be impartial?" And he's like, "I don't think I can be impartial." It's like, "Wait, why not?" And he says, "Well." I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. I've been sober for 20 years, but 20 years ago I had an encounter with a cop that said that I was doing a drug deal and he said he saw me do it, but I but he definitely didn't see it, me do it because I was in my apartment at the time. So he was definitely lying, which means I don't think I can be impartial. And the judge is like, "Well, wait just a second. So doesn't your skepticism of of the testimony of a police officer make you more appropriate to be a juror because you will be if if not anything more skeptical of this person's testimony, is like, oh, I guess so. And you could see at that moment, he was trying to say things to get him out of jury duty. <laughs> he was trying to, like, to yeah. say the things like, I yeah. don't think I can be impartial, so I guess I can't be a juror. Yeah. And the judge was just like, no, that actually makes you a better yeah. candidate for a juror. And he's like, well, you know, I have some kids, and it would be just really inconvenient to to have to do a court case, but I guess I can do it if I need to, but, and I, and the judge was, uh, he was getting to that point where the judge was just like, oh my God, you're, you're being an a-hole right now, yeah. kind of thing. It's like, okay, fine, you're dismissed. Or, oh no, the prosecution then strikes that, that juror as well. Okay. So we'll just do it because he was obviously trying to, trying to get himself thrown off the jury. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there's a, a, a young late, a young woman who comes up and, What's interesting is that I see this man and this woman talking before jury, – jurors aren't supposed to talk to each other, mm-hmm. especially not out in the hall. But here they're sitting down next to each other before we go into the courtroom and they're sort of like huddling over and talking to each other. So that's on my mind as she gets up. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. And then the judge asks her the same question, do you think you can be impartial? And her response is no. I, I won't be impartial. I don't, believe in the, I don't believe in the justice system. And he's like, wait just a second. What? And he's like, I don't believe in the justice system. I will, I will not find this this defendant guilty at all. And the judge was like, Wait just a second. So you're saying if the state is able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that she committed these crimes, you'd still vote not guilty? And she's like, Yeah, because I don't believe in the justice system. And he's like, Fine, you're dismissed. And he's just like, Get out of here. <laughs> but but it struck me afterwards when they were talking together, they both didn't want to be on jury duty. It was yeah. very clear, and I think that they were scheming to try and <laughs> say things that were just would get hey, them thrown out. what do you think out. works? I don't know. I think this will work. What do you think? And so she just got up, and she's just like, I'm going to spit in your face right now, and, and I don't care because I don't want to be here. And, uh, and so that was very interesting. I didn't end up getting called up, and by the end of it, there were six of the 16 of us who hadn't been called up. And, everyone, and they had their, their six and their alternate, and so we were sent back out. We had to go back down. At this point in time, we got up there at maybe, I want to say, 10 o'clock. We didn't get back till about 1230. So it was two and a half hours to select six jurors. And that was the only jury trial the entire day at the courthouse, <laughs> the only jury duty. And so we were there till about 3 o'clock, and the, the announcement came on the overhead, uh, on the overhead speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so an announcement for all of you jurors. It looks as though there's only one jury trial today. Every other case has been settled outside of court, so you are all free to go. And literally, unanimously, all maybe there were 50 of us in in the room just went, "Woo!" Mm-hmm. Hands and fists in the air. We're done. We're done with it. And they're like, "Thank you for this invaluable service of showing up." And so the deal is now: uh, I cannot be called for jury duty for another year. 
I am I am off the hook of any potential jury duty for a year. For it's not justice. You got they got to put they got to make that like five to ten years. It's possible that I could never be called again. I mean, it's one of those things. It, I turned 18 12 years ago, and this is the first time I've been called to jury duty. So, but yeah. it's all based on your driver's license, state ID, like the number of times you get every time that you get your driver's license renewed, your state ID renewed, you vote. Um, I think those are the three things. Your name gets entered into the potential oh, jury pool. Okay. So every time you do it, it's like you're adding a token to the the penny jar, <laughs> yeah. and you could be one of those pennies that's pulled out. You could never be one of those pennies that's pulled out. I mean, you think of the millions of people who live in Illinois. Yeah. You know, the odds of that, that happening. happening are pretty darn slim. So, Speaking of pennies and uh, slim odds, I remember in high school... I went to a birthday party, and I was with Bill. It was, like, in the afternoon. And uh, he got, he got like, roped into DJing for, like, 20 bucks. Remember when he was, like, DJ sometimes? Oh, my goodness, DJ Dollar Bills. Yeah. yeah. He DJed for, like, 20 bucks and, like, as a favor. He's like, I shouldn't have done this. But I go with him to help set up the stuff and everything. And it was for... Um, like one of our classmates, it wasn't like a kid's party or anything, but, uh, we go there in the middle of the afternoon and we kind of laugh because there was like a, a jar with a bunch of pennies that you like guess how many pennies. Is oh there. yeah. And him and I look at each other like, what is this? Like a kid's party? Like this is for like a teenager. This is kind of weird. Anyway, I guess whatever the amount is, Bill guesses at the end of the party, Bill had guessed the exact number of no. pennies in the jar. No. Yes. Yes. It was like... Okay. That's one of those, like, prices right scam type things where dude. it's like, you had to have seen the sheet or no. something. No. There's no way. No. No. The, the probability... There's no way he knew. I was with him before the party and after. There's no sheet. They can't... And, and because when he when he guessed, we I wrote on a piece of paper and um, at the end when he had, like, guessed or something like that... Uh, if I remember correctly, actually, he didn't, we didn't guess. And then, uh, they told us later, if I remember correctly, I think I had guessed first and then Bill made a joke and was like, Oh, what is what? 521 pennies. And Amy's like, looked at him like, wait, what? Oh, you know, 521 or whatever the number is. And she's like, like, how did you know? Like that's the exact number of pennies. Like he was so <laughs> shocked. Yeah. At the uh, at the thing, and and Bill's like, <laughs> you know, he's laughing his ass off. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And um, and yeah, he guessed the exact amount. I've never seen that ever, or really anyone come close to guessing stuff like that. that. Really does remind me of that famous prices right uh, situation when Drew Carey was hosting and he had a contestant guess guess the exact. Uh, showcase really amount. and you that's know like uh that's all that's like up there with an uh with a um spectator of like a basketball event like th- like shooting a basket from halfway and like making <laughs> but you want to you, you want to know what drew carey's response was what nothing he didn't respond at all he, really? he didn't say congratulations he's just like that's the show and then they ended it really because his necessary rea- reaction was the the probability of him getting that number was so small 
that he must have cheated. And so his initial reaction is, this guy's a cheater. We need to end the show. And so there was no celebration, no like, like congratulations, like uh, oh my goodness, this is the this is a world breaking event. It was you cheated and we're ending the show, like right now we're shutting off the cameras basically and figuring out what's going on. Turns out he didn't cheat. He je- he legitimately say, guessed the exact yeah. amount and won. And that moment was ruined because of the perception that he might have cheated. And so Drew Carey was like. I'm not going to get excited because this can't be true. If you do something ridiculous like that, you have to know that even though it's impossible, it is po- – there is a tiny probability that some, that, that could happen. Well, it, ne- it had never happened before and the instances where people did guess within – to like win both showcases or whatever had found out to be cheaters in the past. So there, there had been a track oh, record of okay. people cheating on the prices right before and so there have – like there was precedent to be like this guy's cheating mm-hmm. because other people had done similar things and been caught out and those episodes never aired. Really? They pulled those episodes that they found the cheaters ended up suing them and that's How the that's the end of it. How did find that out? Talking to friends, family because you have people in the audience, right? Yeah. So technolo- with technology the way that it is, they can just look up like there are many different ways yeah. to cheat like, like who wants to be a millionaire? There was this is all this stuff is on YouTube but there was a famous instance of a contestant who had his wife in the audience who would cough, like, very indiscreetly, but would cough every time that Regis Philbin read the correct answer or whatever, and she was, like, looking at her phone. It would just be like, <clears throat> like that, but she was in the front row, so her uh, her husband could hear her cough, but none of the audio picked it up, and so... Afterwards, they did like the zoom and enhance for the audio and, and they could hear the coughing every single time the correct answer, the correct letter, we just read the correct answer and that's what the husband would guess and he ended up winning a million dollars. Wow. And so, again, that was one of those situations where they had the law come out. Did that guy go afterwards. to jail? Yeah, I think so. Yep. What about the wife? She probably went to jail. Too. I think so. Yeah, conspiracy or something like that. Man, that is crazy. So, Somebody that I went to college with who is also super attractive. I think I saw like on Facebook that she was, she worked at the prices, right? Or did or something like that. I don't know. Cool story, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I always have to let people know what's on my mind. If I'm thinking of things that put a smile on. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's the episode. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Wow, I can't believe that. That's so crazy. Yeah, I. What's if there's a game show that you could go on? What would what would be your ideal either reality show or game show or whatever? Oh, uh, I probably for sure Price is Right because I just want to spin that wheel like real fucking hard. You know really, that yeah. would be your your dream of all the of all the game and, show and, and reality shows out there. Because, it would be the Price is Right, and because really. and because too, like I would love to like someone's like I'm gonna guess you know. Uh, like if I'm the fourth person, the third person guesses like twelve hundred dollars, one thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Like be that guy that you like would, you would totally, in. you would totally be that guy. But I don't know like a whole lot of game shows off the top of my head, or reality shows. I'm not or into reality like shows. Amazing Race, The Amazing Race. If, there, if cool. there is any, that would be my top candidate for reality shows to go on. That would be cool. Oh, I watched uh, – I've seen some episodes of Naked and Afraid. Have you seen that show? Ray really wants to go on Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid looks pretty cool. He really, really wants to show off his like survivalist skills. Really? Yes. That's – he talks about it all the time. Because no they joke. just like drop you off 
like wherever and you don't realize it but you're it's just like horrid conditions even if you're on a beach because you have like nothing to like you wouldn't you wait you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be the bachelor no because all that shit's fake I know actually, it's all, that, all, actually, all reality. Actually, I was going to say, it doesn't matter if it's on, fake. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I would do that. I was going to say, man. But the thing is, too, I don't, like, with, say, something like, um, like, who wants to be a millionaire or the price is right. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, that type of thing is, like, super temporary. It's just like a flash, you know? Like, I would not want to be on a reality show and like have everyone in the country know who I am because I'm on that reality show. That would be, that would weird me out. The center of attention, like the, yeah, because really, but I would totally date like 30 girls at the same time. Oh my God. (laughs) Speaking of sexual harassment, dude, have you, have you paid any attention? The dam has broken. The dam has broken. The dam has broken. The me too dam has broken. Holy cow. And apparently, I'm not on social media, so I don't really know, but apparently the Me Too uh, hashtag is extending even into smaller workplaces. I don't know if you've had any sort of – you've heard anything about this no. situation. But I see on Google what's cool. Google now has like trending, you know, when you're about to search something. So it's like I see uh, – that's how I found out about Louis C.K. Yeah. That's how I found about uh, Roy Moore. That's how I, I saw some other thing. Um, Jeffrey Tambor, I think is what his name is. Uh, I didn't read the headline I though. Know, Jeffrey Tambor, yeah. but something like that. Yeah. So that's how I'm finding yeah. out about all this like Ben Affleck. News, yeah. Um, is from Google trending and ironically not Jerry News, but <laughs> but yeah, no, <laughs> not, yeah, not screw girly. Yep, the dam has broken. It the dam has broken. It is. This is this is bigger than the gay revolution. When homos- when gay marriage became acceptable across the country, yeah. this this is the fastest social movement I have ever seen because we are in a place right now where news media believes women. There is no que- oh. there is no question to the validity of their story. The women who come forward are taken as telling the truth until proven otherwise. Whereas in the past, look at Bill Clinton. Monica Lewinsky was view- viewed with that lens of skepticism mm-hmm. of is she doing this for political gain? Is she doing this for monetary gain? There's always these motivations. We've gotten to the point right now where there is no question to the authenticity of women's stories anymore, which is shocking to for me to hear because you – I listen – I mean I listen to news all the time and this is the first time that I can recall where the gut reaction of people is – how do we change male culture and not are these women lying? Because in the past, it was always are these women lying? Mm-hmm. And now it's these women are telling the truth. How can we stop men from harassing women? It's crazy. In Congress too, Al Franken? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. Al Franken, yeah. That, was, that was a heart to the dagger right there. I mean he could be the next president of the United States. It's crazy too that uh, these are th- – Things that happened years and years. 20 years ago. And that's the question too, right? So I think to myself, and I, it's one of those things. I'm going to go on a mini rant right here. Go for it. Go for it. I support you 100%. I have to say, I I can't remember if I had meant, uh, if I had talked to you a little bit about this, but just about the blatant Christian hypocrisy when it comes to this situation. Did I, did I tell you a little bit about that? Well, uh, Mary was 14 and Joseph was a middle-aged man. So the Bible says it's okay. Alabama. Yeah. Well, so a bunch of pastors on Saturday, yesterday got together to defend Roy Moore and said 
the equivalent of I think one of them actually said verbatim, "This is a war on men." That we are we are entering into a cultural war on men, where the liberal Hollywood elite want to push their socialist agenda down our our throats, and when it comes down to it, the reality is women are bigger sexual molesters than men, and so not only do the women who accused Roy Moore need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, but women in general need to be viewed as sexual predators who are the real enemy. And I'm thinking to myself, is this seriously the attitude that millions of Americans adhere to? It's absurd to me. Mm -hmm. It's, it it is just, it is so anti-Christian that it just makes my blood boil. Anyone that that is the devil speaking right there, my friend. That is the devil preaching to the choir. Oh my God! And uh, but yeah, there there is that question of, well, like you did this thing in the past. You were you were not good towards women, but what have you done to grow and change since then? Like that's what I find more worth exploring. Is that yeah? You know what? We all do stupid shit, right? We all make mistakes, but does it become a character pattern of behavior that you basically don't treat people as equals in one form or another? And a lot of times it's women. A lot of times it could be minorities. I mean, whatever the case is, when you're not treating other people with dignity and respect, I think that's pretty indicative of who, what your soul looks like. And, uh, and so when I see somebody like Roy Moore just come out and say, all these women are liars and they're horrible people and this is the devil. And I, I just think to myself, like, he's an embodiment of Satan on earth. Like, he's probably one of the best representations of evil on this earth. And uh, as a Christian, it just makes me so sad to see it. It's not new, right? What he's doing isn't new. Mm-hmm. Like, people have manipulated Christianity for their own personal gain since the dawn of Christianity itself. Yeah. That doesn't make it right. He can he can say he's Christian all he wants. That doesn't make it true. I can say the earth is flat. That doesn't make it true, right? Um, so, you know, I, I look at that and I realize there's always going to be this small portion of men who will never accept responsibility, some of whom I'm friends with. Like, I will – I accept the fact that they're, they're not – they're not man enough to accept that they're, they're – they, they don't treat women right. And they'll they'll they have too much pride to ever accept that. <laughs> I'm laughing because I I'm laughing because I think I know who it is. Not because, well, it's somebody okay. who you've never met. Oh, the reason why I talk about these instances but don't name them is because I think that they're good anecdotal representations of a situation. I don't condemn that person themselves, mm-hmm. that like that individual themselves, for doing that sort of thing i understand it's a character defect i don't hold that against them i just try to encourage push them towards a better way of life Mm -hmm. but i think that they those those personal encounters for me represent the greater conversational narrative that the country is having is like i i I can totally see how divided people can be on this issue because i'm so close with people who have those opposite issues and reject a lot of these common wisdom things that we're hearing going around right now. Like naturally you believe the women like in this day and age, we've come to the point where we believe the women. There are circles within the country where the initial reaction is to say these women are liars and want to hurt men. I, I am, I more understand that position now because I've had those conversations. 
and I'm better able to engage people. Like I still believe that's fundamentally a wrong way to go about it, but at least I know where they're coming from so I can speak on in their language mm-hmm. to try and be like, okay, well, let's work through this on a sort of common sense level. I think sometimes – like that's a perfect example of what you said. For example, the way that, that people's minds work in regards to you know women or people that are gay or people that are from other countries – or whatever, because sometimes I've I've been in those scenarios where you hear people and you think to yourself, "Are do you hear the way that you're talking? Are you serious? Like, how is it yeah. that you think like this? You know, and and for a a moment you are judging them, right? Naturally, you're judging them, but then I think to myself, like, okay, I don't hold this ideology that this person's hat that this person has for a split moment i think to myself i'm a better person because i don't think like that but i want but then i'm like oh what is it that i do or say or think that i don't realize isn't the best version of myself exactly turn and turning it which is why you can't which is why you can't judge that person the way it is even though they're the way that you are perceiving this information it's apples and oranges you know at the same time like yes all people have something that they can work on a little bit better. See, in their you lives. get it. You are you are one of those people who get it. Yeah. I mean that, and I think that that that's part of the reason why I like being friends with you so much is because you have you have such a grounded sense of. I mean, you may not be politically savvy. You may not you know follow the news very closely, but you've got it right. Like you're living a, a life that's admirable, and mm. I think that that's something that's very rare in the society is people who are living admirable lives, which is. You focus on yourself, right? You focus on being the best person that you can be and ignore the noise. And that's the hardest thing to do because you you mentioned that initial reaction to judge, right? Mm-hmm. I, I really struggle with that. And part of the reason why I brought it up right now is because if it didn't bother me, I wouldn't be talking about it. So I – like that is my own personal cross to bear, my own personal sin that I have to overcome. And it's like, yeah. I mean even I, you know, I, I talk with these people and I see them as human. I see them as friends but I still judge them like – and I try not to and I try and I try to like work it through in my own recovery program to be like, mm-hmm. OK, what they said or what they did or what their beliefs are really bothers me. But first of all, like I can't change them. Like I, I can only change myself. And secondly, who am I to judge? Like I got I got plenty of stuff that I need to improve in my own life and – uh and yeah, to to hear you say that the way in in your own words mm-hmm. is just such a refreshing thing because that's that especially with the way that Twitter and Facebook and social media work today, where it's just like you vomit out your thoughts and be like outraged. What is the and that's what Philip DeFranco, who's I've talked about a lot, does. Mm-hmm. It's like what is the internet angry about today? Is kind of his, what his show is about. What is the internet enraged about? And all that rage is condemning whoever for doing something inappropriate. Yeah. And uh, and it's just crazy to me that so many people are focused on what other people are doing when your time best spent is the time spent on yourself, like improving yourself and living that fulfilling life, like having fun, enjoying life, like getting out there, experiencing relationships with people. You know, that's that's the joy of life. That's why I love that's why I love talking about this sort of stuff, man, because this is this is just the random experience that is life. Yeah, I can't believe that we've done this. I was telling someone they were asking, like, how long you've been doing this or whatever, and I let them know because I believe it was June 3rd was our very first podcast. 
You do on, a good job at remembering exact know, dates. I'm very because impressed. Because online it says June 22nd. That's when we you started using Podbean we, as we opposed to SoundCloud. We started, yeah. I believe it was June 3rd. Yeah. And we've done it twice a week, every week since then. We've never missed so a week, have five, we? So it's July, August, September, October. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, July, August, September, October, November. So we're going on five, five and a months. half yeah. uh, months. And I think there was like that one weird nine-day hiatus where That's like I right. was in L.A. and yes. you were doing something else. Or you were moving to Florida. There was some weird yes. thing. Yes, yeah. But other than that, it's been twice a week, every week for yeah. five and a half months. Which, I mean, wow. That's, yeah. it's, it really has become routine to me. Which yes, is kind of which I is kind of which is kind of cool. It's yeah, it's really cool that it's become a habit because uh, definitely there are times where it's like I'm tired or I don't want to do this or whatever, which it's fine. Like let's do this tomorrow. But I think to myself like it's Sunday. Like no, we have to have one put out. Yeah. on Sunday. I feel, By Sunday I feel the, the exact latest. same way. It's like and again if it's like. It's oh, it's Thursday. Like it has to be done by Thursday, yeah. and again, it has to be it has to be done by Sunday. Yeah. If we can do it a day time. early, that's great. But yeah. we're not gonna we're not yeah. gonna delay, right? Which is why we're gonna try to do a mobile episode in a week while I'm in Minnesota. Oh, that's right. We got to figure that out. Yeah, we got to figure out the logistics. We'll see how that ends up and going. We'll do another mobile one at Second City probably in a couple weeks. Yes, Might definitely. When you're again. when you're showing yeah. in what two weeks? Yeah, I, I should be back by that. So. Episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like that sign off. Well, uh, happy birthday! Happy birthday again! Thanks, man.